0: Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.
1: Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation.
0: Beyond! 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 Stop! Beyond! Beyond! Really awful. Stop. Please stop it. Good lord. That gets worse every week. Welcome to Podcast Beyond. It gets worse. Podcast what? Podcast Beyond. Beyond! Beyond! Please stop. Please stop. Podcast Beyond episode 410. It's a PlayStation podcast. I think. Sometimes. We try. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, Andrew Goldfarb. Brap, brap.
1: Brian Altano. I'm sad. (laughs) And Jared Petty. I don't have a pithy anecdote (laughs) or catchphrase. Uh, I thought we gave you one. You did. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know. Preach it. I don't know. Testify. You just yell yeah. as uh, loud as you can. Yeah, you're squeaking it <laughs> in. Yeah. All right. Uh,
0: Marty Sleva is normally here, but he's out having his his beard wee woven
2: Where yeah. uh, is he in he's Iowa? In his, uh, Wisconsin. He's yeah. in his childhood bedroom, and he hasn't had a drink in days is the last uh, last text I got from oh, him. Oh, so he's wow. in, a, he's so in, he's in a detox
1: prison. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Great. Wow. <laughs> All so right. if you're listening to this at home, never become anything like that. All right, so
0: um, uh,
2: and know how old you are. We are
0: a a little bit recording with the with a fire under our ass (laughs) and a gun (laughs) to our heads because Mm. we are doing this a day late because last night there was the big TGS Sony press event, press keynote conference thing, whatever, whatever you call that. Uh, Goldfarb, you stayed up real late past your bedtime to pay attention to what they announced. What they announce?
2: I'm a real tired boy. Uh, They announced a lot. Uh, I guess we can pretty much go through all these. I will say this um, is probably one of the biggest. Uh, press conferences
3: have they ever done at TGS like yes. tons of huge stuff well it's yeah.
2: really interesting how this conference has evolved because it was the SCEJA conference which yeah. was like very for Asian territories and now it's kind of become these further reaching announcements Um like a couple of years ago we got like PSV to TV and then that slowly ended up coming west and it's mm-hmm. just interesting watching this is sort of like it's almost like cheating it's like getting like like close notes for what they will announce in the West. So I think like Mm -hmm. their Paris Games Week conference, I'm assuming, we will see most of the things here that only apply to Japan will see apply to the West. I think a lot of that is
3: because uh, it's been sort of the last two or three years specifically in this console generation. It's felt like Sony is no longer really, or the PlayStation isn't really just like a Japanese thing anymore. Oh, yeah. The the PlayStation is huge. It is the biggest, the best-selling console in the world right now by a very large Mm -hmm. margin. So any announcements you see anywhere, like, pretty much have to extend
2: to us because you're going to have a large enough group of people being like, give me that. Yeah, well, and I think, so that's a perfect segue into the first thing, which is that uh, they dropped the price of the PS4 in Japan by uh, what's equivalent to roughly 100 bucks.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: which is gigantic. Like, if this happens in the U.S., that's a very big deal because, like, yeah, the install base is already really, really big, yeah, and this can make it potentially a lot mm-hmm. bigger. Yeah, and I, I looked like it up.
1: It's about time. Uh, historically, if you look at last generation, it's been out about two years now. We're getting up on that mark. It was yeah. about the two-year point. They dropped the price of higher-end models earlier than this last generation because they were like, oh my gosh, we overpriced this thing because they, they the, had a bunch of weird, right, a weird bunch of skews, yeah, yeah. But now this thing with with one main skew, uh, they they didn't actually drop their lowest. Price skew until about two years end, and that's well, what we're looking and, at now.
3: And if you think about the PS3 era, like they dropped the skew, they dropped the, the price uh, uh, because they had to. Yeah, like it wasn't doing well. They don't right. really need to do this right now, so it's kind of awesome that they
2: are. Like, yeah, it's and of, it's so competitive. Oh, no, like, it's my like God, yeah.
0: To back this up for a second, this is uh, this is in Japan, wasn't it? Wasn't it more expensive in Japan, or wasn't it like?
2: They so frequently I believe... do that,
0: where it's like stuff is – if you if you do convert it, and yeah. even, even with the exchange rate in place, they charge more
2: for it. And even in, like, Australia, they, um, they charge a lot more for games and, and hardware than they do here equivalently. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's the thing, right? Like, even th- – the interesting thing about any of the news here is, like, even if it is specific to Asia or even specific to Japan, it's actually really interesting because, like, even if this just evens it out with mm-hmm. the U.S. price, like, that's still – really smart and competitive yeah, this is yeah. also mm-hmm. like
0: this it, uh, even if it's just a, just a price drop in Japan this is a, just one more nail in the Xbox's coffin over yep. there yeah yep um mm-hmm. so that's cool hopefully that comes over this ways um, other big thing is the wonderful exciting project Morpheus has been
2: renamed to PlayStation VR which is which is like a boring name but it makes it so it reminds me of uh connect was project Natal for the longest mm-hmm. time right and right. we all called it that for like two years and then they actually named it and everyone was like oh that's so weird and then you get used to it like this makes sense this always was going to be called playstation vr like that's a perfectly just like accurate title and yeah. they, they were never going to release a product called project morpheus you know like even it's, if it's it had like thing. lawrence
1: fishborn packaging yeah, yeah exactly no, amazing a cowboy curtis on every box just I, it like.
2: just it's really interesting to me that i feel like i forgot that was a code name i think uh, it's very smart it's sort of uh
3: Leveraging their their brand name is probably a smart thing to do in a yeah. situation where people are there's still so much uncertainty mm-hmm. like around VR like calling something Morpheus mm-hmm. and putting it on a shelf people are like what the hell is that well it's entirely still, yeah.
0: it's entirely self explanatory we also heard that the you know the Vita was well the Vita was kind of a weird thing on its own because like what a Vita it means life. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan has a tattoo that says the Dolce Vita. Why do I know that? <laughs> uh, that that's a little weird. And then like the the, the PlayStation 4 was, it was gonna be the Orbis for a second? Yeah. You yep. know? And we were like, oh maybe it's gonna be the f or- orbis means round, and then we're just in Morpheus kind of ties in with that, but it's just sort of like PlayStation VR it's entirely self-explanatory. Well, they, yep. they
1: know we're going to buy it, no matter what it's called. Uh, the people in the community that listen, well, to this and unless it's like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm
2: price, still sure. very curious to see what that thing will cost. I and still how, call my but,
1: GameCube the Dolphin. But I think, <laughs> but I think they're throwing this name out there
2: for <laughs> on a broad audience. Project Revolution, <laughs> cafe. Yeah. Project God, God, know, a Cafe, Project oh. Cafe.
3: <laughs> I remember people finding little screenshots of like a stupid coffee cup. And like, yeah, Project Cafe.
2: Every blog roll image on IGN for like a year and a half was like a steaming coffee mug. Yeah, it was really
1: stupid. I forgot about the Dolphin. That Windows was Chicago for a while. Yeah, we uh, used, but, so we used
2: pictures of Morpheus from Metal Gear Solid but, 5 was Ogre. But I do know that right. I guess Vita something was weird was just
1: NGP when they announced yeah. it. Oh, right? God, it next Gen, Next Gen Portable. Yeah. Yeah. But something weird happened on Sunday. I was watching football. Uh, watching NFL football for, for opening week. No, I love, I love <laughs> the NFL, actually. Uh, Were you being bullied in your own uh, home? No, not at all. Chris Abbott and I sat down watching the football. And... Um, uh, they were playing. <laughs> they were playing with an Oculus on the sportscast. It's like the color commentary guys in the booth, and one of them is wearing an Oculus headset, talking about how the team is using it to uh, to do drills with the quarterback. And here you have like sportscaster guy in a suit, not video game dude, kind of, ha, ha, and he's got he's like, "This is awesome." I was like, "Yep, okay, this is this is the year." You it's know, coming. Be- between that We're... and
3: like fantasy football, which is basically an RPG <laughs> for jocks, yep. like they yeah. nerds are nerds are in everything now. Just it's, they pretty are awesome. it's pretty awesome. I We're think all on the same page.
2: VR is a thing that's really weird. Uh Marty was at Tempest, which uh Beyond fans may know is the place where that knock and boots live was the day yeah. after Beyond 300. Um and there was the dude at the bar, like, wearing an Oculus headset and doing some weird tech demo just in the middle of a bar at, like, 7 p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah, please Saturday. steal that guy's wallet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think Sink or Swim, this is the year. This year or next is the one where everybody's going to be talking about it. And I don't know whether it's going to be, like – you know what was what was the darn thing that everybody got a Second Life? You know, I don't know if this is going to be the Second Life of this generation, where the news cares and nobody else does, or if this is going to be the thing that comes into our living rooms and take living rooms and takes over. I so don't know which yet, but I'm really interested to see how it plays out. I want this to work. I love VR. Stuff, I think but. like
3: even if if some of these VR sets got the success that Second Life saw, like Second Life was immensely popular with a mm-hmm. very
1: Kind of medium sized group of people. Yeah, right? it right. didn't
3: really take over the world, but it did bubble up in the mainstream a lot. Like New York Times wrote articles. That's what I mean. Like, like it became like,
1: like, like a big media thing, but the media far out, out, outweighed its yeah. actual impact on totally. the community. And that's I hope that VR doesn't become that. That's it what was, I worry. It's like about.
3: PlayStation Home, where people talked about it more than they actually used exactly. it. And we kind of like. We talked badly about it, but there was a very yeah. healthy, active... I don't know if they were healthy they were, or active. Yeah. <laughs> there was a very specific group of people that, that played... They put a lot of time into that, so
2: we'll see. Yeah. Let's call them earnest. Earnest. Earnest, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think... The uh, importance of it, being. It'll, I think the input will matter a lot. I think Oculus Touch is really cool and precise. I yeah. think uh, what I've... I haven't really done that much with Morpheus, so you know I want to try it mm-hmm. out, especially as it as it comes closer to being like an actual consumer product, but... Um, I don't know. I think it'll depend on how precise you can get and and how good it feels because um, Oculus Touch is weird as hell looking, but mm-hmm. it's smart and like works uh, in a way that I hope Morpheus can.
0: Yeah, um, the Oculus Touch I got to play with that at uh, what was that last thing? Gamescom, I went to? Was it games? It was PAX, I think. Yeah, might have been PAX. Yeah, but it was like Probably both. Uh, it was less comfortable to use. Like it felt like I wasn't sure which of my motions were doing something, and it was like the it was responsive and everything, but. It has a bunch more buttons, and you're still and you're using your actual fingers and and buttons. And at it's the same like time. mittens, like you're
2: not doing
1: yeah. like
0: individual
2: finger controls, like
1: it's oven great. mitts. Like it's like, uh, like yeah,
2: it's, it's literally oven mitts. It's but yeah, it's like penguin fingers. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Cooking Mama Simulator so for all it, of then, these
0: right? things.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. Okay, we have a lot to get through. Bloodborne. You like that game? I love. That I'm pointing game. to Brian for yeah. you yeah. audio listeners. Yeah. DLC looks um, awesome or expansion whatever. So it's you call uh it. yeah the old hunters. Uh, it's twenty bucks. Uh, November twenty fourth separately. Um, and then early December. Actually, going to have which I think I'm going to pick up uh, in play over Christmas break sounds perfect. It's a copy of Bloodborne that includes this, so yeah. it's the Old Hunters edition. Mm. Yep. Um, Same price includes this. That's real cool.
3: Yeah, I, I tweeted out my five favorite games this year so far this morning. That was that's on there, 100. Uh, percent What were the other four? Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, Super Mario Maker, uh,
2: Lara Croft Go, and uh, Ori and the Blind Forest. I mean, How it's... crazy is it? Like that's such a good list. How crazy is it that we still have? Battlefront, Fallout yeah, 4, yeah, totally. uh, Like, there's so many things coming that it's just insane. That's I mean, the actual Tomb Raider. Also, like,
3: it was just weird <laughs> that like my list includes uh, like two platforming games. One of them is based on an engine from 1985. Mm-hmm. It's got a top-down isometric puzzle game on iOS. It's yeah. got a uh, serious war-based s- stealth game where you can send animals away in balloons, and it has a nightmare world where you have to fight. Evil horse monsters with a chainsaw sword. <laughs> Speaking
2: of evil horse monsters with a chainsaw sword, I think it's interesting that uh, they also said Bloodborne sold two million copies. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a lot for. I mean, like again, I, I think that's a testament to how big the or how well PS4 is doing it in general. Yeah, it's an there, mm-hmm. yeah, there are games like this that can do that well in that short of an amount of time that are pretty niche. I think this like, also when, like
3: a game that's like severely punishing and yeah. really pushes people away from it, and like so you yeah. actively stops you from playing it in the first few hours because it's so frustrating I I, I, I told a story on the show about how I almost quit it and I came back to it so
2: think about when Demon's Souls came out and imagine (laughs) imagine reading a news story that like a successor to that sold 2 million copies yeah that's the,
3: the expansion is just, like, it's everything I want in, like, sort of video game DLC or expansions. Yeah. Like, it's new environments, it's new bosses, it's new characters, it's new weapons. Uh, I don't know how much of it will really carry over to the main game or if that even really matters. Because, like, the to me, the most amazing thing about Bloodborne was uh, finding a completely new area yeah. and... Traversing it for the first time, completely like unbeknownst to what's going to happen, and fighting bosses that I didn't know existed, and then getting a weapon that I didn't know I could have, and yeah. yep. leveling it up and stuff like that. So being able to do that uh, for twenty bucks is is really awesome. In lieu of getting a sequel anytime soon, so yep, for yeah, sure. also really, that's really going to
0: awesome. that's going to give it a, a nice kind of uh, you know kick in the butt yep. because it's that's coming out. Um, November twenty fourth, and yep. then it's getting a retail version with the with the main game, I yep, think, yep, yep. which is mm-hmm. like sort of basically game of the year edition already, yep. and that's coming it's out December fourth, Jay Z's birthday.
2: <laughs> so Jay Z hasn't played Bloodborne. That's his. That's he knows yeah, what to perfect gift for him. Now he's going to get a million copies of Bloodborne.
1: And kudos to From for sticking on their guns and producing such a polarizing game and doing it knowing it's polarizing in an age where it's you know suits are arguing for safe. Yeah, yeah. Not, only
2: being
3: being rewarded, well not only being rewarded yeah. by, uh, their, audience playing, their, audience by uh, their audience playing, but then in return, rewarding their audience by doing something like yeah. this. so, so this great. Really for awesome. sure. thanks, guys.
2: Uh, <laughs> Keeping it going, Gravity Rush, which I loved uh, a lot Did you? on Vita. Oh my God, so much. Man. I know Greg, uh, gave, it like a, Greg um, gave it like a seven because the targeting stuff, but um, yeah. I, almost I really, loved it. really liked I, that yeah. world.
0: Like, I love the Vita, but I think it does so much better with like small games, yeah. you know? Something like, I, I think that the the amount of detail and, like, the depth of field stuff and the accelerometer all at once in something... It was that's really disorienting ...that for me. small.
2: Yeah. But it was... I think, again, like, that was a victim of coming out in early 2012. Yeah. It was a launch... It wasn't a launch title, but it was shortly after, um, and it was that thing where, like, they felt like they had to put that tech into everything. Yeah. I think... A uh, sequel is very exciting. Um, yeah, I, the,
3: the game is gorgeous. It's got awesome <clears> art I love
2: that world. I love that me art. Me too, yeah. and I,
0: I really want to give it another chance. So
3: this There's is a cat cool. in it. You
2: well, hang first, out with a
0: cat. If you weren't a fan of the accelerometer stuff, you can get the HD version first, and that's, yep. Um, yep. that's so coming out
2: February. February in the US, uh, in December Europe, yeah. in... Um, the in japan i'm uh, very and happy to hear that that's not coming in november i yeah. know right no, uh what's well, what's cool is, about it is
0: basically november too yeah
2: so. that's true what's cool about it is uh blue points doing it and those are like the guys you want making yeah. your hd port uh uncharted they did, they did yeah. eco they did metal gear yeah they do all, all the all the best ports um i think they did titanfall for 360 as well hmm. I
0: want to give a shout out to uh, to the collector's edition. There, I'm not usually into collector's editions. I'm not crazy about statues because usually the ones they come packed with are they're real, like posed
2: in they're really like awkward, real crappy PVC, <laughs> yeah. and yeah.
0: basically the paint ops of an action figure. This just comes yeah. with an action figure, which for some reason just it seems much more reasonable. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I it's a little action figure a cat. And it comes with a cat and an apple. Put it on. I'm a pretty excited
2: for that that little cat figure. I kind yeah. of want yeah. that. It's a nice um, toy. But yeah, this is cool, and uh, I don't know. I, I I'm excited to learn more about. What that game is? Yep. um really confusing announcement. Uh, <laughs> Kingdom Heart's two point eight final chapter prologue. Can I just uh, can I just read this? This go is for I want to
0: point out it's not Kingdom Heart's two point eight final chapter prologue. It is Kingdom Heart's Roman numeral <laughs> two point Arabic numeral eight final chapter
1: prologue. Well, this this yeah. is a series that's already had a game that was, like, titled with an clue 3.58. Yeah, two, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's and just like, there's already a long division in place in this series at this, this point is in this game. This is
3: such an, like, they've totally gone off the rails into the deep end after years like that this game started off as this sort of synergy between Final Fantasy characters and like the Lion King and now <laughs> it's suddenly this experiment in words yeah I love like, it you've got, you've got the most
0: single like as far as a, a, a Japanese studio making something for a western audience you've got the most recognizable western cartoons Yeah, side by side with you know basically Final Fantasy characters and then you've got a naming convention that is a, a literal puzzle in itself. Yeah, it really includes uh, Dream Drop Distance, which is yep. hard to say. Yeah, that's
2: the 3DS game. Right. Birth by Sleep 0.2, which
0: by all logic should be in pre-alpha stages right now. Based on, <laughs> uh, and Scenes for Unchained X, which I'm pretty sure is a Power Man 5000 Didn't, album.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we talk about recently? There was a a job listing for. Kingdom Hearts 2.9. So that's, I mean, that has to be this. I'm hoping. <laughs> I hope here, so, because it's I really hope so. Yeah. The really confusing yeah. thing is, like, the release scheme of this, because I, I could be wrong, because I haven't super followed this, but I think the other Kingdom Hearts HD stuff, Jared, correct
1: me if I'm wrong, is on PS3. Oh, I don't don't I ask me to correct you. I, I don't underst- I might be wrong. I, I don't I think... understand Kingdom Hearts anymore. Oh, I really, really? want to
3: play. Why I want to replay. It sounds really accessible and totally <laughs> no, understandable. No. I
2: really want to replay at least one and two because um, I never finished two, and I would love to do that on PS4. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if I can do that, but I'm probably wrong. I should look that up. Yeah. I'm very tired. You yeah. also. Um, t- you won't. You won't do that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Yakuza. Yakuza. Yeah. The, the this first This is, uh, game Jared is getting, joint.
0: first game is getting an HD remaster remake, which looks real pretty. And then there's a new there's that's going to have a demo for Yakuza 6 on it. Mm-hmm. Jared, what's up with these games? Because I've I've <sighs> never gone near them. They are... They're odd. Yeah. Uh, y- yeah.
1: Yakuza games are good and they're good in a way that nothing else is. They're good with... You need to... You're going to have to take a grain of salt with that. They are... The structure is kind of bizarre. It's mission-oriented open world Mixed up, they get stuff cut out of them, in the American versions a lot. There's in know, the trailer
0: for the the HD remake, uh, a grown man slaps a little girl, a small in the girl in a bar.
1: That's actually from the original Yakuza. That scene okay. was from the. That's a kind of a famous. Well, I'm glad scene that they're, the uh, they're not changing anything. Yeah, and keeping it keeping it fresh. Okay, so it's or? it's crime melodrama. Um, it, it's sort of like if GTA were just like utterly, utterly self aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be Yakuza. It'd be like, hey, we're a daytime Korean television drama about the mob, the video game. I like that you have Yakuza like a ends. weird Woody Allen breaking the fourth wall GTA game. <laughs> the, yeah, that, that's kind of what Yakuza sort of <laughs> feels like. It's just like, we know what we are. This is melodrama, unapologetic. Um, the open worlds tend to be small, but Full of things to do. Some of the American versions get things kind of – there's a there's a lot of interface issues. It's kind of clunky and, and sort of what we were talking about last week mm-hmm. with strange interfaces. But the games are fascinating. They alternate between uh, bizarre violence, melodrama, uh, dress-up doll games, <laughs> utterly offensive content. Okay. And – Occasionally, tremendous role playing moments. So, uh, Japan. Interesting. Yeah, really, really fascinating games that aren't quite like anything else. Yakuza 5 still hasn't come to America, despite being released several years ago in Japan. They keep promising we're getting it. Is
2: that the weird zombie ish one? Or is uh, that-
1: what, 5? I haven't played it because that hasn't yeah, come oh, over, gotcha. so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, it's supposed to come this fall to America, finally. We'll see uh, on PSN. Uh, the other four have come over, and um, they are unlike anything else and totally worth your time.
2: Uh, cool. possibly the furthest thing from a Japanese self-aware open world game is Jack the Ripper. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yeah, they Your announced... place to announce this. Yeah, this is, it, it almost felt like, oh... Crap, there's only one conference left before we come out in October, so we have to announce it there. Yeah, yeah, they announced uh, Jack the Ripper DLC for Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which is, I mean, like, the minute they said Victorian London, I immediately wanted Jack the Ripper. My concern about Jack the Ripper in the Assassin's Creed universe is that you know they're going to be like, oh, he's actually an assassin and the people he killed are all Templars or something. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like, I, I can see this going very badly. Uh, I do really like the mood the trailer sets, though. Mm-hmm. I love the key art. It's like Jack the Ripper with like a super <laughs> f***ed up, uh, oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, like face wrap. Um, he looks really scary and weird. Um, but I, I'm into the idea of this. I just hope they don't um, make it to Assassin's creed mm-hmm. Uh All that said, they announced this as part of the season pass, which seems kind of, it's like the most by-the-number season pass I, thing I've seen.
0: I just We talked about DLC last week. Um, really, really crass to announce DLC before a game is released, I think. And then immediately
2: be like, buy our season pass and pre order it and buy yeah. this edition and get the season pass included. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. Like,
3: kinda like the new movement now. I mean yeah. we yeah they, I mean, like, they, I, did you see what they did with Bethesda did with, with Fallout, where they're just like Buy season pass. We don't know what we're putting in it yet. That was kind of so, like the Batman
2: us. thing again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bethesda was at least a little more frank about it, where like Pete Hines was kind of like, hey, like if you don't want to buy this, don't buy it. But yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it's available if you do. I at least respect that because mm-hmm. there are people who know they're going mean, to do that. We also
0: look at like their games, like the Bethesda's track record yeah. with DLC. Yeah. It's, it's aside from the horse armor, you know, I think
1: they kind of learned a <laughs> lesson there. It's sort
3: of, yeah. Uh, yeah a no, bit to less me, pace, like man. a lot of the
2: Fallout DLC was
3: kind of all over the place. Uh, I like I like the
2: Fallout 3 DLC for the most part. I thought the New Vegas DLC was awful. Yeah, um, I did not get into it at all, especially yes, the first I, one where I mean, we're in had... the
3: collar and you, you explode and stuff. I have a tough time justifying preemptively purchasing a season
2: pass for something that I don't have any idea what's. It's pretty
0: what weird gonna, that we buy yeah. anything before it's out. Yeah, yeah. just
2: yep. in general, just yeah. across pre-ordering the board. in general. I agree, and I mean like it's it's this weird arms race where like they do this because they need those that first week sales. Figure, I guess it's yeah. almost like how movies are so front-loaded for like they really want the opening weekend numbers. That yeah. is almost more important than mm-hmm. than the tale of what they do. It's really interesting.
0: I think um, it's, it, 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 short answer: That's because people have like it's it's a yearly you know financial fiscal year stuff where they're like we yep. got to have this done by this mm-hmm. point by yeah. the before the yeah. quarter ends. Yeah, I think you're mm-hmm.
2: absolutely right. Um, uh, Ubisoft didn't stop there. Jared's real excited. Uh, they talked a little bit about For Honor, showed a new trailer, yeah.
1: and talked about the samurai class. Yeah, they showed a samurai guy, the Oni, uh, which is Japanese for it. Oni's like a kind of uh, a monster demon. It and, Oni uh, does everything. Ah, it Oni does. Ugh. Excellent. You know, I, uh, a, I tangued my funny bone. Don't touch yeah. it off. There we are. Um, Both of you Yeah,
3: what, need that? to just hug on the top of a hill and roll away from this <laughs> conversation.
1: I would love to hug Andrew on a hill and then roll down it okay. in his hug warm embrace. King of the Mountain. Yeah, I'd be good with that. I think that would be very cuddly. But yeah, so we got the Oni and I, I like this. Uh, Forerunner looks really cool to me. Uh, I, I think that, I, I you know, it's it looks like Non crappy Dynasty Warriors, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. Hero versus hero, maybe a little Bushido bladey stuff thrown in. But yeah, we got we got this guy we're talking I about things like I just called it. Non- what's crappy that? Non crappy Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors.
0: <laughs> I mean, then again, they're also they're also revealing. <laughs> uh, I mean, which studio is it's Ubisoft? It's French for all. Yeah, for all. I think it's happening in Montreal. Montreal. Okay, so it's it's a it's a Western game involving samurai, and they're revealing it at at, at TGS. It seems kind of ballsy. Yeah, yeah. Ubisoft having to check out this non-crappy Dynasty Warriors, and they're all like, well, "Mm -hmm, It's built around these kind of
1: battlefield heroes, and you know, facing off in the middle. You know, you got it's sort of like all the other guys are the backdrop for the movie moment when like Mel Gibson finally finds whoever he's going to kill on that battlefield that he's wanted to kill all or when Tom
0: Cruise, the Last Samurai, has his big epic showdown.
1: Exactly that kind of thing, and then all the other guys are just dying in the background and this happens and he stabs you with the American flag or whatever. Um, but I think so this is like that except you have that actually happens an in entire Gets cherry a pie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, kisses his mom on the cheek. I got tickled. Uh, Samurai got but I love what they say. Okay, no, skilled, duelist quick and lethal <laughs> and they say inspires fear. So, I'm wondering, like, yep. is this guy just like, and everybody's like, and runs away? So uh, yeah, they run out of uh, real sentences? To yeah, there? I love it. Um, he's got a kunai, which are the cool little, like, the pointed shuriken. And again, that's a Bushido bladey type weapon. I think I'm just excited about this, the thought of having a dueling game at last. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And
2: I think yeah. this is a really interesting, I mean, yeah, it's. The TGS conference in general is interesting because, like you were just saying, it is this weird mix of like Western stuff with like Eastern stuff, and yeah. it's like weirdly Bloodborne is in the same conference as Dark Souls, and like oh, but, this is in the same the
1: conference Japanese, as But the Japanese, they're like, not, they're not games. okay. Here, you just decision.
2: said you just said a kunai was a
0: pointed shuriken. I would say it's a less pointed shuriken in that it is a throwing knife.
1: Oh, well, it is a throwing knife, but it also counts as shuriken. Okay, so shuriken just means sharp, like No, like I'm going to actually you hard blade. right now. Shuri is oh, hand oh and counter
0: is blade. You just no,
1: it just means handheld blade. Uh, Akunai is a, is hey, what's a up, dude? How's subclass of how are shuriken. You? Yeah, I'm not bad. Probably. Right, so, a little tired. I miss you too. Things it's good to see you though. Yeah, so handheld blade, Akunai is a subclass of shuriken. Alright, moving on, but talking about the east meets west thing and about how bold that is. I remember I had the opportunity. I lived in a town in Japan where they handcraft katana to this day, and have been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's one of it's near where Nobunaga uh, lived. It's a steel crafting center. One of the best moments in my life was getting to hold katana. a katana. Okay, that's great. I got to hold a 400 year old samurai sword that a guy had brought in for repair. And just it, you it, drop it. it was, no, I didn't. Thank goodness. It like you know, has this, ra- like, this, has one this one ray guy. skin <laughs> handle. You swing it through the air, and it actually makes a hum like a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just and it feels just it feels like death in your hands. It's but, like that Tori Hanzo scene from uh, Kill Bill. From Kill Bill. Yeah. But hanging from the end of the handle with this ancient, beautiful ray skin grip is a cartoon hamster on a keychain that the guy that owns the sword has put on there. That's the best that wow there is a wonderful you know crossover stuff east meets west goofy with traditional the japanese don't have nearly as big a problem with that as we do so you know moderation for them is often too extremes so yeah. i think something like this works actually i think, I think it's, it's a great thing
2: really let's try and get through these last two really Sorry. quick no <laughs> no it's all good um, Okay, very quickly, uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Um, we had seen this a while ago, and now yep. it has a release date in Japan. Sort
1: of Dragon Quest Minecraft. Yeah, uh, Minecraft with slimes. That's all we need in the world. They should have yeah. been Slimecraft. Yeah, Slimecraft. Yeah, slime That's really good. And it's <laughs> oh, on Vita, so Yay. Good. Um, that's opportunity so opportunity. No, Slimecraft,
2: that's good. Just for me to nerd it out for one second, uh, Danganronpa 3 got announced uh, really interestingly for PS4 as well as Vita. I wonder if they'll bring 1 and 2 to PS4 as well. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really weird visual novel series. Uh, super interesting. You Very short version is that you're a bunch of high school-age kids trapped in a school in the first one, and the idea is uh, a crazy person, or bear in this case, is taken over the school <laughs> and forces you to kill each other in order to leave Um Every death you investigate uh, it's super interesting there's a trial at the end you have to pick who is the murderer Okay so super I've, smart games I've
3: heard about this dumb game series for like 3 years now and no one's explained it in a way that actually makes it sound as awesome as you just did right it's there.
2: It's incredible mm-hmm. it's really smart uh People the, are just like it's like a book you, a Japanese book you read on your Vita with your t- and I'm like I mean it is but it's now? it's super 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 interesting yeah, I but love high school the character fighting
0: a, a possessed de- a demon bear they, yep. so I don't I don't know what this I I I can barely say it you know, mm-hmm. I I know Dangan it's anyway. the, the ding Dang the Rompus the Dang Dang
2: rom coms. <laughs> we used to talk about um, King Dadango from Vacurate <laughs> of Time.
0: Uh, I just knew that it was like it's kinda it's a it's a good JRPG on, mm-hmm. on Vita and when I got Metal Gear I was like, All right, I gotta I, I need a tactical diversion, so I just bought that for my, my fiancee Jen. Uh she texted me this morning. They announced a new Dangan Ronpa game yesterday, which is perfect because I just finished mine. And I
2: got two girls to give me panties, so there we go. I'm... Yeah, yeah, that's you one get, weird thing some... in the second game. As you up your like social links, people give you their underwear. Very strange, yeah. very Japanese. But no, it's. It, I think you would like it. You would like it aesthetically, Brian, because it's actually really cool. Because Each... I love bears. Well, <laughs> yes, but also bears every time great. when you walk into a room, like, but hate it's, high this <laughs> weird, it's this weird like two D construction where the room is built in front of you in a second, and it's just it's all in first person. It's super interesting. Can't recommend those games enough. Uh, really, really into them. Please talk to me about them on Twitter because I don't know anyone who likes them. Sure, tweeted. Um, tweeted uh, please be Andrew my friend Goldfarb on the computer bear. Uh, so, last thing, uh, something that was missing for the conference was Persona Five. They showed about a minute and a half of new footage in the. There were probably less than that in the intro sizzle reel, um, but then it wasn't mentioned during the show. There was a Persona event uh, Saturday afternoon in Japan, which is like late night Friday uh, Pacific time. Um, that's where I'm guessing we guess the, get the release date. Maybe PS2 classics of Persona 3 and 4. That would be cool on PS4. Um, But I do want to say very quickly, uh, Persona 4, Dancing All Night. I've been playing a bunch of it. The embargo just lifted so I can finally talk about it. I got the Platinum. It is a super, super fun, weird game. Very fanservicey. servicey If you like Persona 4, you can see a bunch of people dancing together. Incredible remixes, like all the songs in the game. Um, I'm not into rhythm games at all, but the story mode is really interesting, mm-hmm. and you actually barely dance mm-hmm. in the story mode. Like, there's free dance where you can dance a ton, but the story mode, sorry to use this phrase again, is basically a visual novel. Oh, um, is the story is oh, really? Yeah. Really? Some it's of the night. really interesting. Why yeah. would they call it <laughs> dancing, dancing a little and bit? And not
3: let you do that.
2: Well, it's really – I mean, like, the Persona 4 spinoff series, like uh, – Uh, Arena and Ultimax and now this, are all this weird visual novel format where you have first person narration written out on the screen, and then you have kind of these vignette cutscenes and then randomly fight people or dance or whatever the subject of that spin off is, but that's not really the focus. Like the story is. I really am suddenly,
1: suddenly much more interested in, in buying this because I you know I love P4G and, and persona in general, but I stink at rhythm games. So I thought this would be a bad pick for me. And uh, it's
2: also it reminded me of Guitar Hero way back in the day where you start on easy because I'm like I don't play guitar and you just have three notes and then you're like, okay, like I'm getting good enough, I'll try normal, and then you're like really good at normal and you're like, I'm just gonna try the easiest song on hard difficulty and you'd like you have that sense of progression. If this um,
3: if this job doesn't work out for you, you, you need to work at like a, a video game store. And when people come in and, and they try to ask, man, you what a far fall?
2: It, it would be a dark. It, I mean, things would I, be rough. Not that there's any wrong working a video game store. So but gonna, I, I like that. Like your ambitious career path for me
3: is like. Well, no, it's it's my if everything goes horribly awry. Okay, that's path fair. You. But that's you're fair. really good at explaining video
0: games that uh, I think if people are otherwise are extremely confused. You could also just lie, and we wouldn't really be able to call you on it. That's sure. true. Uh, I. I just had a really weird reaction that I've never had when someone's talking about a game. You're sexually aroused. No, not (laughs) not yet. Uh, But you just said you don't you don't have to dance, but dance is in the title. And I think the last time I heard that was in middle school when someone's like, "Oh no no, it's uh, you don't have to dance at the at the dances. The boys the boys hang out over here, and the girls hang out over there. Also, they have a room full of games, and I'm like, oh go on, like (laughs) that's really weird to hear that like a game that has dancing in the title. Very yeah, all night.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like
0: you don't have to dance. I'm like this I like you don't have little to dance bit. some of the
2: night. That yeah. feels
0: like like I just a just a slight slight interest in like a social event that I otherwise was totally mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's uh like, real strange. It's weird. I, know, hey, I was going to
1: try this out but I'm thrilled to hear about it now. You this know what's
2: great. what's a really important thing is the dog naming contest.
1: Oh yeah, because of our email. <laughs> Yay, that was such a good
2: idea. <laughs> I got probably no joke 500 yeah. tweets 500. of dog names and dog yeah. pictures. And, yeah, and then you guys emails. got emails. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was it was great. And Brian was so grumpy about it. It was cute. You're,
2: you know, yeah, was so I, I love here. that today I'm, I'm just walking by Brian's desk and I just hear him yelling at Max, like, I had to search for dog and then check all the emails marked dog and delete them. And I like my dog emails. Which I have a problem <laughs> with
3: because generally I think if you get an email about a dog, it's probably an email you want to read. But so many of these were good. I mean, I, uh, I yeah. was
0: laughing out loud. Not really. not all, a oh, a lot of them were so, good. Brian, just set up Filters just have a folder that just says beyond.
2: Especially and it, on it Gmail, skip, skip it's the so inbox. easy. Max,
0: I
3: understand all that. It doesn't save the fact that this was a bad idea. Okay, it was a I, one, no one. No one at a job <laughs> should get hundreds of emails that just say the dog, and you open it up and it
0: says bark. Wanna, that shouldn't okay. be a thing. It should never be a thing. Even having to click those with your finger. I want to call out uh, half a second some of our some of our listeners for not listening hard enough. and yeah. We, we said just make the subject of the email yeah. we we were very very specific so it makes it easy to look through everything but some people who are like first of all I would like to say that I am a fan of the show thank you for listening thank you, you but yeah. then going in and be like uh, after careful consideration I have decided to name the dog it's just just write the name. There was
1: the really polite guy that wrote and was like, I just heard again listening that there was a cutoff. I'm yeah, some so of you guys, sorry. It was, there was a little
0: hiccup where it was sent the same email again with a different subject. Yeah, he's like, I'm so oh, sorry I did that. I don't want to get any guys' case. I'm just, no, I'm they just, were I'm just nice. goofing. That sounds kind um, of adorable. Yeah, he was sweet. I was really. About dogs. Um, I think we got multiple submissions for a couple of sort of more obvious ones, which I love a whole lot, and it was hard not to pick these. But uh, Rex. Yeah, Metal Gear Rex. I always liked the fact that Metal Gear Solid as a title. Uh, when you consider that the original is, is stars a guy named Solid Snake, it's sort of like – it's like Wreck-It Ralph. You know? It's like <laughs> – I'm going to solid it. It's like uh, Super Spy Steve. Like yeah. just – it's kind of like a really – it's a weird nomenclature. Yep. Sure. So I like the idea of Metal Gear Rex being a dog that fights robots. Um, the other one was Big Paws. Like, yeah, that's – Like Big Paws. Big Boss. boss. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was definitely a thing I, somebody like should have – I didn't get that pun until you said that. No, yeah, really I that yeah, I like that one. I'm going to I'm I'm come back to you in a second, Brian, when we, uh, when we announce the winner, who yeah. you were in support of. Uh, we got some other ones that I liked a lot. Uh, Philip Mudd sent Sniper Wolf, which I thought oh, was cute. That's really that's good. good. Uh, Daniel. Uh, I think we,
3: sent, we should have sent Philip Mudd a consolation prize just for having that had to go through life with that name.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's a, that's
3: a tough name. I like uh, that name. Philip D- Mudd sounds like when you poop your pants. <laughs> no, no, he's like Yuri. Hey, like, hey. i know. Ba- thank you for listening. You have a
0: very funny name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm this sorry. is all I have. I'm sorry okay? about Brian. Uh, Daniel Yuri said the Kurt Russell Terrier, which I like a lot. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's good. But you can cl- clearly see it's not. A, it's not a terrier. Uh, anyway, Sean Flynn had another another uh, another uh, kind of throwback to a boss, which was the furry instead of The Fury. That just made me think of
1: people in suits with yeah, holes cut in yeah. inappropriate places.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, Chris Flanagan had Sergeant Slobber, That's good. which yeah. is like Sergeant Slaughter, 80s action hero military instead man. instead of that name, it's a dog that drools. Real yep. good. Uh, <laughs> oh. Bruce Nupik, uh Rollover Ocelot. That was a, that was a very so close call contender. Uh, Rollover Ocelot I like, because it just sounds like you're saying the name of a character wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the winner is Dennis Burns, who has diamond, dot, 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 in the rough, spelled Uh, like the noise a
1: dog makes. R-U-F-F. Yeah. Diamond in the rough. Nah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so congratulations. And if you're
0: mad that we picked a a dumb uh, winner, I'm sorry. Better luck next time. Yeah,
3: uh, uh, stay, stay tuned. It's for also the a contest for a dog name. Really in video smart game. contest we do.
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh, thanks to uh, Yuichi for sending that code over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um, sure. Shout awesome, out to uh, Yuichi, Konami.
2: Dennis, uh, I hope you enjoy the, the game. Cover. And I really, really need to get Metal Gear in play. You really, you do. really do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if
3: you come cool. up with a good damn dog name this week, maybe you would have <laughs> had a chance at winning the code. <laughs> dog
2: and I think we should have
0: dog naming <laughs> contests for every game we do. Regardless yeah, I think too. we can do it for follow-up. I think that you should be the one to pick the winners. I think it should only be just it's Baltano
1: and. I'm I'm going
3: to send a screenshot to Guinness Book of World Records for the world's largest recycling bin on a computer (laughs) filled with the most emails.
1: <laughs> those are going so, to the it's track. It's so cute. It makes you angry because these huge things can happen and not bother you I at love, all. okay, like here's, tiny here's what I love. Thing.
3: I love this podcast. I love talking to my friends. I love dogs. I love Metal Gear. I love our audience. I hate the way all of this came.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's taking five of my favorite ingredients in the world and making poop soup out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you start with poop, and then you have a guy come along and put an onion in it and a carrot, and exactly. by the end, it's really good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: It's like when somebody throws up a good meal.
1: Mm, delicious. Just
0: make it stop.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: You know uh, that, that financing show where the guy smashes coffee mugs with a baseball bat? Yeah. I yeah. feel it like, sh-
1: <laughs> like shouting
0: poop soup is something. <laughs> that's really <that's> good.
1: good. <laughs> I like the analogy of throwing you up got, a good meal. did he get that's, fired that's for scary. lying? <laughs> I, don't,
0: oh, I don't watch TV. I don't know what oh, they do on right. there. Are talk talking about mad money? Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 buy 50,000 shares of poop soup. People love like, you
2: can't do that. That's really irresponsible. I love he's on Arrested Development randomly. I know. hear we we to do a Central 50.
1: Yeah, are we doing a Central fifty this week? Um, we let's, so, okay, fine. Let's come back to
3: that. Um, I... Can we talk about Resident Evil real quick? I'm really disappointed. Yeah, by yeah, that Resident was really. Yeah. That's yes. good. Yep. Uh, it's, so, uh, as as we've seen in the last few years, a, a lot of uh, video games have been around for a very long time, and we're seeing a lot of anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right now is the uh, 30th anniversary of Super Mario. Out of that, we're getting Super Mario Maker. Awesome, incredible, delightful way to sort of celebrate. Uh, Nintendo's been less good with a lot of that stuff, like Metroid, they kind of dropped the ball on. Zelda, they were pretty good with. Resident Evil. Dropped the morph ball. They dropped the morph ball. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil is up there with uh, some of my favorite video game memories of all time. It's one of the greatest video game franchises ever. I realize that it's been completely hit or miss the last few years. Although, leading up to uh, this day and age, we've gotten the uh, HD remake of Resident Evil remake, which Mm -hmm. is probably the best Resident Evil game. And 2 coming. Um, We got the remake of Resident Evil 2 coming, which is something we never thought would happen. Mm -hmm. We even got a remake of Resident Evil 0, which is like, A pretty damn good Resident Evil game, right? Mm -hmm. Sort of on the tail end of the tank-controlled ones. So uh, having to see this big 20th anniversary Resident Evil thing, um, I was really, really hoping for the best. Um, I know that that Resident Evil 6 was completely off the rails. It was a wreck. 5 did not grab me. 4 is is one of my favorite video games, probably my top five video games ever made. Mm -hmm. Um, They announced last night that a new Resident Evil game is coming, and it's basically uh, focusing on the least favorite part of the Resident Evil series, which is the nameless idiots that run around in Umbrella Corp costumes, yeah. <laughs> <you laughs> shotguns and guns, this, and shoot zombies.
2: It it's reminded like, me of like right after Arkham City came out, there was like a Batman shooter game that came out on oh, XBLA, City Impostors. Gotham City Imposters. Yeah. that's yeah. what this game reminds well, me well, of. Well, there
3: was yeah. also uh, Operation <laughs> Raccoon City, yeah, which right. yeah, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. same thing. Yeah, like, this is it was just like, competitive. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like a Call of Duty first person, and you yeah. would run, run around and pick up
2: like Herbs that you would shoot into yourself. And yeah. The dog. yeah, I'm reloading. And, it, was, and, it was like and third person. It was this, I remember yeah. this I has before worked. Audrey yeah. reviewed that game, and, oh, and, and yeah. this
1: has worked out. But Dead Space Extraction for the Wii was fun. Yeah, uh, the, the the rail shooter uh, that was actually really and, well and done, Cap and that Homes was done uh, Capcom's Cap yeah. done rail right. shooters before, right? You know, yep, like it
3: worked out to variable degrees of success. I uh, actually like some of the rail shooters they've done. Yeah, this to me, I mean, had you dropped this last year, I'd be like, this is a weird diversion. But to drop this as part of the anniversary or like the big sort of like it's sort of like celebrating your anniversary. With your wife by eating poop soup, <laughs> <laughs> burning burning down your apartment. You're gonna get so much
1: poop soup mailed to
3: you now. It's <laughs> yeah, good. It's good. Uh, it's illegal to mail poop soup, so you take <laughs> that you take that up with <laughs> Stop the people over saying, saying That word. Yes. So this is like this is a huge bummer for me, man. Like as a as a Resident Evil fan, this is exactly what I don't want. Like, and just as I thought, they're sort of getting it. Like if you look at what Capcom just did with uh, Mega Man, mm-hmm. like that the the collection, legacy. The legacy legacy collection. collection yeah. which is awesome. Uh, it's on like pretty much every platform there's there's like tons of like art stuff in there and old ca- character sketches from oh we gave it design. a
1: nine I mean I, I got to re- I was privileged to review yeah. that that game was super they're also doing
3: really cool stuff with their merchandising like they're they're going all out with Mega Man stuff right now yeah and but I'm, it's still it's, it's still, really still cool a to
2: see. bigger Capcom problem yeah. of like everything Capcom right now is remakes and I mean like yeah Street Fighter 5 looks cool and yeah. I'm sure it'll be good but it's still another sequel like there's nothing new coming out of Capcom I feel like I would love to see a really like when Capcom came on stage and said they had a new game I got really excited and then it was a Resident Evil game and yep. then it was a disappointing Resident Evil game and, and it just like I would love to see something out of Capcom that's cool and new and different right now like Deep Down was announced three years ago at Mm. the PS4 reveal event we've heard literally like that that game is is, three years ago Anthony Gallegos Mm -hmm. wrote that article wow like two jobs ago (laughs) yeah like that's how long ago that was yeah (laughs) yeah, exactly (laughs) yeah he runs a whole village they've all Um, they've all got wives of their own yeah it's it's really interesting to me though like I want to see Capcom do something interesting whether that's with Resident Evil or in general like where's RE7 like let's at least see something I mean these are
3: like the guys that invented the or not really invented but sort of like kind of, at the time, perfected the the mainstream zombie video game genre, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And now it's been done to death. Uh, everyone's done different things. We saw zombie get ported this year. Uh, there was, you know, uh, just there, there's been, fa- I, I lost track of how many yeah. zombie games there are. But there's like, they're there fast running ones. There's the, the parkour one, Dying Light. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many different ways to sort of interpret that. And to see Capcom, the guys who pretty much like created that for what it is, mm-hmm. And not only walk away from it with, like, five or six Resident Evil games in a row that just became sort of, like, action games, mm-hmm. including, like, the back half of RE4, um, which a lot of people forget. But to completely just drop that now
0: and yeah. just lose all the tension that comes with the zombie genre. Mm-hmm. Well, Even
3: the last Dead Rising game didn't I
2: feel have like
0: they don't understand the appeal of their own properties. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe they've got some focus group or some spreadsheet somewhere that says what sells and what doesn't. And they're like, let's... Play to that as opposed to just kind of well, drowning I mean, it out. And the, like, a- the action games a- sell better than the non-action games. Mm-hmm. So that's
3: sure. the, that's the, that's that's what that's the message they're hearing. But isn't RE5 the know? best-selling one still? Is, yeah. And that's that's yeah. the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah. that's the one that like had, you know, it was basically open battlefield areas with character swapping and.
2: Machine guns and and stuff like that. That felt like kind of the beginning of the precipitous decline. Oh,
3: yeah.
1: And
2: 4A5 was was
1: a vast, vast step down. Like the
3: first first half of 4 is still some of the most tense. Like it wasn't really like jump scare as much. But there was that sort of impending fear of being like, I'm in this small town with a guy with a chainsaw and like these psycho. Oh, no. It was a perfect
1: combination of you were just capable enough to feel more powerful than you ever had. Yep. And it was still just tense enough through most of that game to, to feel like you were constantly in danger. Yeah. And, and I, feel, perfect I feel like tension.
3: making these like third person shooters and first person like sort of multiplayer, yeah. like arena based like they're completely missing the point, they're completely missing the tension. Like they're it's it's just taking the brand name and putting on something. Like this yeah. is this is the Metroid well,
0: Prime Federation force look at, of Resident Evil. Look at something like I mean we've got lots of shooters and we've got lots of horror games. Horror games are, are doing pretty well right now, yeah, like yeah. Alien Isolation, for instance. Like, that, did that do okay or was that kind of a... It did pretty well. It did yeah. pretty well. So, I yeah, mean, I surprisingly know. considering it's a tense, like a, you know, and it's, it's a recognized property. Yep. And Resident Evil kind of like, it, it at its core, it's... You have guns and there's scary stuff, and maybe it's trying to balance that is too tricky and kind of yeah. the modern. Well, it's interesting I think seeing. I, I, yeah, I was going to say like, I you think have to strip people's you're, powers you're, away, but
3: you're yeah. totally right about uh, not only genre the genre stuff, but like uh, or zombie stuff, but the the horror yeah. genre movement in video games right now, especially with like Let's Plays and
1: YouTube's. Oh, and what's happening with Until Dawn right now? It's I mean, huge. Was, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and like it's when huge.
2: PT was big, but it's it's yeah. interesting that even Makami moved on and made like Evil Within. Like yeah. I mean, like that's like. The spirit of Resident Evil is, has kind of been pulled out of it, and it yeah. has become this. And even within, sort counter. of felt
3: like Resident Evil four point five with a lot of the psychological stuff that almost made it into Resident Evil four. But, right.
1: uh, but it ought to be possible to to distill the essence of of what made the early games good, and then recontextualize right. that for where technology and tastes are right now, and create something. Wonderful. Horror is timeless when done well. Mm-hmm. Good horror is hard to do. We, I mean, horror movies are generally bad, even though I love them. There's very few really good well, and ones. Then right. But you can do it, and Capcom has the resources to pull right. it off.
2: And there's, and there's things like Five Nights at Freddy and uh, all these random Fear things the that Walking pop Dead up. the Walking Dead premiered yeah.
3: a month yeah. ago. It was the, hi- it was the hi- biggest – television premiere in history mm-hmm. and that show is unobjectively bad it is uh, not a yeah. good show
1: whereupon you look at something like Penny Dreadful and somebody's doing it right right now that yeah. is a solid have you watched that yeah oh man that is a solid TV I watched horror. I watched like three-fourths of the first season oh mm-hmm. it, it's uh, the second season I think is better it's okay. it's really good yeah or it's the a really strain
3: which is again not a great show yeah but
1: um I also popular. just want to interject and plug uh
2: Brian did an interview with Taron Killam from SNL at PAX oh that's uh, right. where they just talked about Resident Evil memories for like five minutes and yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's, weird it's really really weird
3: to walk up to like a guy you look up to like in comedy and then be like, hey, remember those weird white gorillas in the basement? Of <laughs> yeah. Zero? And he's like, yeah, totally. And I'm like, let's
0: talk about that. Those me. go in the category of stuff that you like to talk about a yeah, lot. it's really There's they... there's things that Brian likes to talk about. There's William Howard Taft, the president who died in a bathtub. I actually yep. didn't know mm-hmm. his full name. Uh, there's uh, I might be saying. I might be wrong. I'm forgotten the middle name. And there's uh, there's the the snake on Dagobah <laughs> that Brian is convinced Yoda has what? sex with. And there's I guys. don't think William and Howard Taft actually is...
1: died in a bathtub. He just got he, he, got, got, stuck stuck in he yeah. got stuck in a Apocryphally, he got stuck in. But let's okay, okay, let's actually, all agree that that was kind of the beginning of the decline. Okay. It's yeah. actually yeah. worse. Um, <laughs> but also, I've heard that story was just a political creation okay. by his enemies. Do you
3: guys yeah. know about that, well, that Uh that
1: the Elvis Presley ate? Yes. Yeah, the fried banana the, the and a pickle. The, the and... Fool's Gold loaf? So, 8,000-calorie yes. yeah, yeah. sandwich? Was, was that poop soup? <laughs> so, no, he, know, he
3: flew. It was, basically, he, was he dropped some poop soup after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. But he flew to Denver one night
0: for an 8,000-calorie peanut on, butter on, jelly hold, sandwich hold, that hold, had hold, bacon in let it. Me, <laughs> let me back this up. So he was hanging out at Graceland with a couple of cops <laughs> because Elvis really liked cops. Yeah, so, and he was hanging yeah. out with them. And he was telling them about this one diner. In the middle of nowhere, like wherever it was out on some outskirts, where they had a thing called the gold brick, which was an entire loaf of bread hollowed out, filled with peanut butter, a jar of peanut butter, a jar of jelly, and a side of bacon, and yeah. then deep fried. Yeah. And he was like, Well, man, this is a really, really good sandwich. We got to try it. And these cops are like, Yeah, it was, um, I, I sure, I guess. And he's like, Hold on a second. He calls up his p- private jet, gets in his private jet, flies to wherever this is, gets out of the jet, gets in a limo, drives to the diner, and eats two of them.
1: Did he take the cops with him?
0: Yeah, he brought him with him. That's He's awesome. Like, oh, yeah, okay. he He's like, ate you know, take two, two of them. He ate two of them. Yeah, he ate two that of them. Sixteen thousand calories. To. Yeah, that's yeah. enough food for a month. So anyway, uh, you <laughs> like <laughs> to, it's not uh, enough food for a month? Yeah, you get <laughs> to about, most of a month. That's about <laughs> a week <laughs> for
1: it's a week Yeah, it's also enough to kill you. I think. Yeah, that's
3: amazing. That's an amazing story. Who's the what's what's his name the <laughs> Stephen Hawking so for the longest time I, while we're here and getting in my brain I thought Stephen Hawking's name was Stephen J. Hawking like a, a 70's basketball player that's awesome and for the longest like time Dr. I was like Dr. J I was like I read this interview with Stephen J. Hawking the other day and people were like he, that's not his middle of the he show. could have like a little ejector <laughs> spring in his chair so he could
2: dunk just like ba-tang, ba-tang,
3: hey guys down. I'm Stephen
1: J. That. Hawking and I'm here
2: to tell you about science through a robot voice alright that'd be awesome um, hey so he doesn't sound like a robot anymore. I have to go to a meeting
0: okay I, uh, it's uh, a good excuse to new. leave your friends who are hanging out having a great time I don't time. want yeah. to go to a meeting okay, I
3: have we've got, a meeting right now it's weird yeah, that well, so why, we why out out. I watch between two days does anyone know
2: what day it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's Wednesday Tuesday it's Tuesday it's Friday you want to go
0: I don't want to go you want to say goodbye to our fine listeners who are you know I
2: love you fine listeners you fine listeners what's everybody doing what's everybody working on what are you guys oh, right doing? Now? What well, no, I well, want to end the episode. No, no, no I'm no. not why trying why to prematurely in? end. The, yeah, keep going. Um, I keep going. I don't, I'm, how long are we can go for? Let's I, not already that long. Yeah, of yeah. Of keep it's going. Keep episode. going. I'm just. I'm gonna have to exit, but you guys should keep going. Um, I right, get the hell out of here. Damn
0: uh, Before we go, Jared, yes.
2: you are bringing an essential 50 entry. Which oh, is very I want to. I'm not saying I want to end the podcast. You shouldn't end the podcast. You should keep going. No, no, no. We're gonna get the hell out.
0: Say yay or nay, and then you bounce. Get out. Okay. Cool, cool.
2: What's what's the Silent
1: Hill 2? Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. totally. All right. Yeah. Cool. Get off of this. I think Chloe would murder me if I said no to that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, think um, I love you guys. I love you listeners. Yep. Probably gonna get some food after my meeting. If you want to go to know soup. what you're doing. Poop soup. Yeah. yeah. You can tweet poop but right. you can tweet at me about Dangarampa. Yeah. Uh, right. Thank you guys. I love you. All right. Bye. 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 See, See, ya. Ya. See you, Andrew.
1: I love you. See you soon. Have a great day. God, I still love that dude, analogy you had the other day. Like, God, I can that guy. What I'm a little so rat he is. he is. I love God. that guy. I want to roll down a hill with him in my arms.
3: Yeah. Well, I yeah. was I was basically trying to get you guys away from me.
1: Oh, oh really?
3: <laughs> um, no, I love you. You're okay. great.
1: Yeah, so uh, Silent Hill 2. Yeah. No, Silent Hill 2. I, I, okay, so this is an old PlayStation game. A lot of people now have played it. You know, This is way back in the day. So really quickly, we talk a lot about games that are rated mature, you know, M for mature. Da, da, da. This is one of the Peggy time- 13. Yeah, Peggy 13. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um mature themes usually mean Kratos causing somebody to take their shirt off. You know, that that's that's most of what we get with mature themed games. Silent Hill 2, despite some uh I'm sorry. Conjuring a weird I image just, there. Yeah.
0: I just realized that the European rating system it, it sounds like a caveman saying how old his daughter is. It's just like
3: <laughs> Peggy 13.
0: <laughs> Peggy have birthday cake. Oh that's so good. <laughs> Peggy eighteen. Peggy <laughs> play
1: FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy start high school next year. You know those. Peggy uh, need prom day. You know those text text adventure games. No, there's that's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Why? There's there's a whole text adventure game built around that. Peggy Uh, need husband. You know, like you have like the 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 verb now. You know. Uh, the like do this thing like, you know get pig or whatever that, that's part of the game <laughs> that's the syntax it's like you can only use two or, you can use a verb and you use a target and the whole game is about a caveman and it's about trying to catch a pig so it's like wow. get pig and it responds huh. like pig get away that one smart pig and you're just trying to get the pig piggy smart I, pig yes that's how all right. the whole text adventure okay, so, works alright sorry uh, Yes, yeah, so I'm, anyway.
0: I'm really I'm really sorry that's uh, alright yeah
1: yeah so this is the Essential 50. We
0: haven't done this bit in
3: a while.
1: The Essential 50 is 50 PlayStation games that we think you ought to play. Yeah. One of these is Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2 is a survival horror game. It's from back in the day. And it does handle something well that most games don't, and that's sex. Um, even though there's not any sex going on in the game, Silent Hill 2 approaches sexual themes in a very complicated and frightening way. It deals with the fact that we fundamentally are, from the time we hit puberty, both excited by and a little bit scared of sex. Yep, um, And it – latches onto that in a non-overt way that you do not see coming. Silent Hill 2, for a lot of the game, you don't really know what you're trying to accomplish. You're in the spooky town, but there's not really some quest or somebody you got to rescue, or not really. I mean, there's stuff going on, but you're just kind of getting moved forward, and you're this guy in the town. You don't really know much about who you are. And then you start encountering these, these, these really frightening psychosexual images and you're like, where does this fit with what's going on? Eventually you end up at a blue velvet scene where you're in a closet and you're watching a monster rape uh, another monster and you're stuck there having to see this happen. And, and then you're like, Oh, I feel icky, but I kind of want to look, but I don't. And, then you get to a twist in the plot if you if you follow the game through a certain. There's multiple endings, one of which involves a talking dog. Spoilers, but yeah, yeah. You,
0: you are so bad about spoilers. And these, yeah, you should play these games that I'm going to tell you the entirety yeah. of right now.
1: But I'm I'm not going to spoil this moment. Um, but there comes a time in the game where I think better than any video game ever, the topic of sex, relationships, and the savage complexity that goes into what happens between uh, people who decide to spend their lives together. Is brought to the forefront in a unpredictable, shocking, and gruesome way. Uh, and I remember sitting there watching this happen and feeling the video games never, feeling dirty. Mm-hmm. Not for playing the game because the game's great, but like I have inhabited this kind of empty shell guy at this point. They do a really good job of letting you imprint yourself on him, and I'm like. Oh, and you're complicit in something, and it doesn't spell it out overtly, and you're like, maybe I am did it for this reason, but maybe for this, and... Did you kiss the dog? I, no, no, the dog ending is just an alternate. Got it. But... Uh, so that was a long spiel, I, and like, talking around it makes it hard. Guys, so just play this.
0: I've I've heard, like, I've never played Silent Hill 2. Yeah.
1: Um, I was
0: way too scared of it when it came out, uh, yeah. and I've, like, kind of seen bits and pieces of it here and there, but I've always kind of been like, I'll play this one day. Uh, the HD remaster, I remember, was, like, a total nightmare because yeah. they... Decided that the fog that kind of helped with the atmosphere was uh, an artifact of a small draw distance or something. So Uh, they decided to get rid of the fog, which kind of...
1: Yeah, it was an artifact of a small draw distance, but that's what made it work. I mean, you're not in a lot of danger in Silent Hill 2. It's kind of hard to die, actually, once you know what you're doing. Most of the enemies are not all that dangerous in most of the parts. But yeah, I I know it's polygonal and rough, and some of the voice acting's terrible, but the best way to go back Hmm. to it is to go back to the original at this point, uh, in my opinion. Um, Cool. And I know this, a lot of people aren't going to do it, but don't forget, you know, every PlayStation but the PlayStation 4 can play PS1 games. So go back and do this mm-hmm. uh, and find that, that good, true moment because there's multiple paths you can go down and it can end a lot of different ways. But when you figure out why you're there and what's going on and it does a great job of spelling out just enough to make you feel icky and not enough to make you feel certain and it's the uncertainty – that fits the whole theme of sexual uncertainty in the game that is just brilliant. That's Very one rarely... of the
0: things I think ambiguity in just in, in fiction is incredibly important. And there is a, for lack of a better term, there is a, a really nerdy habit of trying to answer every question mm-hmm. and trying to kind of organize information and, and not have that kind of that ball up in the air. You know, like I know a lot of people were like, Th- they they want to know what's in Marcellus Wallace's suitcase. They want to mm-hmm. know what the end of inception is and they're going right. to work out these complex theories but it's like it's kind of a schrodinger's cat thing where yeah you sh- you shouldn't know. It's yeah. just
3: it's it it exists. I mean it they made, a, they made three Star Wars movies specifically explaining why we didn't need to know any mm-hmm. of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it actually actively makes things worse. Is to lose ambiguity in yeah. storytelling. I mean the, the yeah. best
0: part of, of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alien is we don't see the alien. You know, yeah. right. it's like I kind of like the that's like that's a that's a hell of a sales pitch for Silent Hill too. So. Yeah,
1: and it works well. You know, you know what happened enough to feel terrified and not enough to know just how terrified you should feel, and that's right. that works so well. Hmm. Uh, and very, very, very few. Uh, uh, products in our medium have ever accomplished that. uh, Cool. Before or since.
0: Um, Yeah, so that's that's on the Essential
1: 50. Um, Do we have anything
0: else we want to talk about at all? What Uh, what are you guys playing these days? uh, I'm switching
3: back and forth between uh, Metal Gear and Mario Maker, which is really weird because they're very similar in a lot of ways, in that they (laughs) completely (laughs) Play play as a white guy? Play as a white guy. (laughs) He's got some (laughs) facial hair. You can play uh, as a
0: different character, but you got to go in the settings.
3: You have a weird pet you can ride.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's either a horse or a dinosaur. I really like the image of Snake or riding a shoe. dinosaur yeah. across the desert. I hope that happens uh, There's a,
3: a, a female uh, protagonist that doesn't speak much. Mm-hmm. Um, this list is running out of steam. No, but uh, there, it's really, it's, I, I just really love how you can sort of, and you don't really get this with movies as much because movies take 90 minutes to consume, but how you can jump back and forth between two games. Like, mm-hmm. I try to stay away from playing two games at the same time, but it's interesting to do this right now because it just shows both of these games started uh, in the 80s and they're still going now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and watching, seeing how each one has sort of evolved in, in their own directions, but still kind of maintained what they originally were. It's really impressive to me to kind of see that, like to bounce back and forth between a game like Metal Gear, which like pretty much is, very sandboxy in that you have uh, end goal and you can diagonal and crisscross and spaghetti your way all around to get to that end goal. Uh, Which even then, that end goal could be totally screwed up. And Mario Maker, which is basically like the same thing, like you have a flagpole you need to reach. And any number of things can happen in between Hmm. how you get there and how you get to the end. and seeing, like, the user-generated stuff in Mario Maker is really smart. Yeah. You could I, get us so many angry emails that we're talking about in Nintendo games. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking about two games that are that I'm playing yeah. right now in our vernacular. Like, I think it's Well, like, I mean,
0: they're both they're both games that start out on, on Nintendo platforms. Yeah. One of them became famous for being a, a yeah. PlayStation property. Exactly. And now it's on four different systems. So, um, so and I, th- I, think I think that's cool. I don't know if that's going to happen. Like,
3: I, I feel like in mid-November when I'm playing tomb raider and fallout at the same time Mm -hmm. like i'll have that other similar moment where i'm Mm -hmm. bouncing from one to the other uh
0: it's very weird to do that one big problem with with games is that they're so often compared to movies and tv and that they're a visual medium Mm -hmm. but the reality is they're also a really cerebral medium and you really invest a lot of yourself in them in which that way they're much more like books yeah uh and the rate at which you read a book requires a kind of a certain amount of like you, you you can sort of fall asleep reading a book but the book isn't going to finish itself if you do that you're always going to pick up where you left off yeah uh same goes with games you know you Mm -hmm. kind of have to move that that character forward uh and i'm i don't know I, i i it's an interesting point about kind of jumping between games i i did a really intense metal gear mission and i jumped into disney infinity right um which is uh at this point surprisingly i was kind of blown away about how complex of a kids game that is um, but it's a good like palate cleanser from playing. oh totally,
1: no, and that's a profound analogy you just made. I really I really like that uh, the the book thing. That's that's really cool. I've never thought of it that.
3: I think that's before. why. I mean, not to get too deep into it, but I think it's why a lot of people have problems with um, female protagonists in games as a predominantly male-driven mm. audience that consumes games because they have trouble putting themselves into it. Like when I read hmm. a book and the main character's male, <clears throat> I can. I associate with him better and I start putting in all my own tendencies into his brain and his actions. And when he's doing something, I go, oh, this is what he looks like. You know, you you create characters in your head. And that's why when when books become movies, people have a lot of problems with casting all the time because it's never – there's no right answer, right? Yeah. There's there's things that come close, but there's never like, oh, that's the perfect thing because everyone has their own projection on it. And in Metal Gear, the way I'm playing that is that I'm playing that the way – I would handle that situation to an extent, given the fact that it's a completely ridiculous world. But, uh, like, I'm characterizing that character in a way I see fit for myself. And I think when people see a game like Tomb Raider, they're like, well, I'm not a woman. I don't know who who this is or what I would do in this scenario.
1: That's fascinating for me because generally when I play games, I tend to – if there's an option for a female protagonist, I'll usually play one. And it's because I like – but I like trying to project something different than myself. I, me too. It's a sort of a, 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 a identity escapism. As, that's
3: exact word I was going to use because I think that that's very important for me. Like, uh, it's one thing I think in, in in certain types of books you can put yourself into the character, but mm-hmm. like in sort of fantasy escapism, like it's so far from your reality that that's the point. Yeah. Like you are trying to actively get away from something that it's so so unique to your own life. You know. Um, so that yeah. Like yeah. So, I think like when I play Tomb Raider, I'm like, well, I've never been. To the top of a Tibetan monastery as it's crumbling, so I don't know what that's like. So yeah, I'll be a girl Yeah. because this is so far
0: from my own reality that who cares at this point? Another thing is, is also point of view, you yeah. know, like a first person game. You're gonna feel like I was just thinking about this. Uh, I was playing Metal Gear, and um, my fiance was watching me, and I was I was just in the in the helicopter, and I think there was sort of a cut scene with with Quiet doing something, and the the, the camera started moving, and she's like, "Who's who are you?" Play, who are you seeing this from? Whose perspective is this? And I was mm-hmm. like, it's a fake cameraman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you think about it and I was I was kind of like, I screw up at Metal Gear all the time and I get caught and it's because somebody, you know, behind me doesn't see me but the reality is that I could, I can control where the camera is completely. Right. Which is such a bizarre concept because it's like, if you can, if you were playing it first person, like first person stealth sucks because you, you don't have peripheral you. vision, yeah. you know? Uh, but then it's sort of like, what, you're not really playing as Snake. You're playing, no. as, you're playing as a camera guy who's telling him where to go. Yeah.
3: I was thinking that exact same thing. I was I was ducked behind a, a small like sandbag wall in mm-hmm. Metal Gear, and I spun the camera 360 degrees around me, and I was like, that actually kind of breaks it for me. The... I mean, I know it's important because it helps the game, because yeah. otherwise you get caught constantly. But that kind of breaks it for me.
1: I can't qualify why, but Thief somehow managed to pull that off, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. First, it did pull off first person yeah. stealth, and it didn't feel awkward. Weird. I the can't. new the new one no no uh, the old one the original uh, yeah Thief yeah. two especially Thief okay, two yeah. would be the well that's the gold kind of standard. that's what a lot of people um,
0: claim that Dishonored kind of was the successor to yeah it. and
1: I can't and I can't figure out why though I, I don't have a mechanical explanation I've never studied no. it but it does totally work and and, and it totally yeah. doesn't in Metal Gear I, don't I know.
3: didn't think about the cameraman thing it's really interesting uh, one of the first sort of three D games ever made uh, was Super Mario sixty four and the game starts with and I don't know who's filming him but it starts with a shot of Lakitu. In a cloud, holding a camera, yeah, and it pulls back down, and the and you zooms out, and you see behind Mario, and you go, "Oh, Lakitu's filming this entire game." Like they answered that question. In 1996, by going, this game has a cameraman. We're going to show
0: him to you. Yeah, uh,
3: but no game has really done that since. Well, they could make that. Well, yeah had this
0: maybe a really cool mechanic where there is the camera is a cameraman and you have to sort of protect him.
1: Yeah, yeah. or even now enemies you just, can run into the camera. Didn't, and didn't knock Michigan it over. do that? The 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 uh, grasshopper game uh, for the PS2, the horror game. I think they did. Oh, I think like so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think the, they did something. Was that, so, who made huh? that, was uh, that? Suda. Yeah, it was yeah Suda but I think it actually played with that a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean now, I mean you could just basically have like a little droid following you in the air. Like you, you could justify that any way. You know, that could be a drone robot that's filming the entire game for you. Like, Mm -hmm. but they never bake that in, and that's really interesting because I know when you're specifically in the helicopter in Metal Gear, and you're you're you bring the dog who's like one of the only pets you're allowed to bring. I'm, it sucks you can't put the horse in there. <laughs> I <always want> that. <laughs> He's just there when you show up. <laughs> but you and the dog are in the in the helicopter together and it uh, shows, it zooms to your perspective where you're looking at the dog, but you can also rotate around where it shows snake sitting over there with a the little cassette icon over him and you're like, is this is dog cameraman. <laughs> is this is dog man camera time. That would be amazing, right? And this, it's it's like, is... like it's really interesting to think about that kind of stuff because cameras are in every game, and you don't think about who's controlling them. No, uh, you don't. Yeah. That's
0: anyway, uh, that got that's, deep. Yeah, we got deep for a second. For rocking uh, with us. That kind of compensator for the poop soup. Sorry about the poop soup, everyone listening at home. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, and which is which is a kind of a poop soup of its own yep. of social media. <laughs> uh, I like Twitter. I'm Max Scoville on there. Brian is Agent Bizzle. That's right. Jared is Petty, comma, Jared. And the uh, the late, the great Andrew Goldfarb is Garfep. Uh, if you want to um, talk to him about um, Dam-ba-rum-bum-bum. Dem, he's, he's like, t- t- he's like Tiny Tim. Dem- I see an empty
1: chair dem- and a pair of crutches by the door.
0: Yeah, we'll be back next week. If you want to email us, we are just beyond at IGN. Please don't send us dog names. We have more than enough of those to go around. Yep. Uh, a lot of you guys wanted to name your dogs after Brian, which was kind of funny. That's fine. Um, and of course there is the Podcast Beyond Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. Yep. Is that it? Cool.
3: Yep. Uh, on that note, beyond. 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 Goodbye.
0: Dabei.
1: Contained herein are the heresies of Randolph Buntwine